Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning and Stone Crossing Event Center. And now, here's Daniel. Well, greetings and welcome to Keep the Republic. We're coming up to the end of January here in Southwest Idaho, and temperatures are back up in the 40s. It's much better than the teens. Uh, snow has pretty much melted away, and I am hoping for an early spring. Uh, before we get into some Idaho-specific issues, I want to discuss a couple of church issues because I firmly believe that unless the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. So we need solid believers in our culture. As John Adams so rightly pointed out, this form of government won't work unless we do. So I want to call your attention to an article that I saw at Standing for Freedom. It's a sta- the Standing for Freedom website. It's an article by a person named William Wolfe. And this article is titled Secular Church, How Some Atheists Are Trying to Fill the Void left behind by their rejection of God. And as I read through this piece, I realized it was describing some things that I've been talking about with multiple people. Uh, I've observed that people are removing God from society, but they're finding that they really value the principles that are in Scripture. They just don't want to include God. So they're creating their own set of life standards. These standards actually end up mirroring a lot of scriptural principles, but they're taking the stance that it's they themselves who are making up these standards. It's their rules. They don't want to be in relationship with a superior God, even though he's a loving God who wants the best for his people, the people that he created. And so, like, no, these people want to be in charge. They want to be the superior force. Well, this is happening also with the self-appointed elites like those at the World Economic Forum. It's also happening in city councils. It's also happening in city councils here in Idaho. And so there's something else that this article talks about. Essentially, uh, the number of people who believe in God in this country is the lowest it's been since they started keeping records of this stuff. This author, Wolf, writes uh, that the Gallup poll he quotes the Gallup poll. The, he says, the vast majority of U.S. adults believe in God, but the 81% who do believe in God is down six percentage points from 2017 and is now the lowest in Gallup's history of keeping records. Between 1944 and 2011, more than 90% of Americans believed in God. So, That's a little concerning. And he says the number is even worse for people under the age of 30. Only 68% of those people believe in God. And does it get worse? Yeah, it does. Only half of the people who say they believe in God believe in God as described in the Bible. About a quarter of those under the age of 30 believe in a higher power or a spiritual force. That's it. And only one-third of Generation Z say that they believe in God without a doubt. And for those of you who don't know what Generation Z is, I had to look it up. It's the people between the ages of 12 and 27 years old. Okay, Again, only a third of them believe in God without a doubt. But even that doesn't mean that they're born again. 
It just says that they believe that God exists. So we see in this research every year, fewer and fewer Americans are professing a belief in God. And what's really weird is these people, these, they, he quotes an article from Yahoo News by Jackie Frost of Purdue University, who says there's been a recent rise in what she calls atheist churches. These are secular gatherings where people share testimonies about overcoming obstacles. They sing together. They do meditations. They even do baptisms. Go figure. But like I said, it's people trying to replace godly values with some kind of behaviors that they make up. They don't want God to be the center of it. And I kind of want to tell them, you know, it's like what Jesus told the devil in Matthew chapter 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So, I guess I could also then quote the country song, they're looking for love in all the real places. Yeah, had to say that. Uh, only in Scripture, really, do we find absolute truth. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God where we find out about true salvation, true freedom, healing, true peace, true joy, guidance. So, we need the Word of God. As the Gallup poll points out, church attendance is down. I know a guy in his late 20s. And I was talking to him about God, and he told me he would never go back to a church because he said all they ever do is ask for money. Now, I've been on staff at a couple of churches over the past 35 years. Yes, churches need money to keep their doors open. Money doesn't grow on trees. So, yeah, people need to give money. I don't talk about it much, but I was a teaching pastor for eight years. I was a men's pastor. And lately, I have felt a nudge from God that I need to get back into teaching out of the Word. Only, I don't want to go back to being on staff at a church. I don't think God wants me to do that. And yet, I strongly believe that God wants me to teach people about Jesus. So, I've been having this conversation with God about this, and I brought it up with my wife over dinner a few months ago. We got to talking. One great question that came up, what's the difference between a Bible study and a church? And I think it's a good question, because one of the things that I really don't like about the traditional church model that we've had in America is that the teaching pastor gets up, speaks for anywhere from 15 to 50, 60 minutes, whatever, but nobody has the chance to ask questions. It's kind of a one-way pipeline of information. No chance to ask for clarification if something doesn't make sense. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to make disciples, equip the saints. And as someone whose tent-making profession for the past three decades is that of an executive coach and a corporate trainer, I know that when people are learning, they want to be able to ask clarifying questions. So anyways, beginning last month, I'm looking around thinking, okay, where can we put on some kind of church Bible study kind of thing, right? Without having to be churchy. And I was attending the Ada County fundraising event at the Old State Saloon in Eagle. Uh, it's a really nice place, by the way. But get this, the owner of the Old State Saloon in Eagle is a Christian guy, solid believer. And I got to talking with him, and I told him, I'm looking to do this Bible study. I don't want to do songs. I don't want to pass the hat for a collection. I just want to do a Bible study. I just need to find a place to do it. We're just having this conversation. And he looks at me and he says, you want to do it here? And I'm like, you serious? It's kind of out of left field. Well, long story short, we talked about it. Time went by. We prayed about it. Talked some more, prayed some more. And yes, I'm going to do it. And you might ask, 
uh, really? A bar? <laughs> and I say, yes, because there's a lot of people out there who've been burned attending traditional church. They want to learn about Jesus. They want to study the Bible, but they don't want to get churchy. And I know some people are going to think it's inappropriate to teach the Word of God at a bar. But for those folks, I will refer them to Matthew chapter 9. Jesus was having dinner with many tax collectors and sinners. And the Pharisees even called Jesus out on this, but he responded by saying that it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And so, yes, starting February 4th, Sunday, I will be facilitating a Bible study at 10 a.m. each Sunday at the Old State Saloon in Eagle. You can find out where they're at by looking them up online, oldstatesaloon.com. Click on their schedule, and sure enough, you're going to find that there's a Bible study listed there. And maybe you know some of these Gen Xers, these older Gen Xers, uh, who really don't want to go to church. They don't even have to be Gen Xers. This is a Bible study open to anybody, any age, even my age. The policy that I have is no passing the hat. I'm going to do this as a labor of love. And I really am blessed that the owners of Old State Saloon are making this space available. And the owner told me to say that there's no purchase necessary. People should just show up for the study with no expectation to buy anything. Uh, someone did ask me what I was going to teach on from the start. And I thought, hmm, I think I'm going to go straight to the book of Galatians. <laughs> because that book is probably the best slam dunk on telling us what the gospel is and what the gospel isn't. And Jesus told us to preach the gospel. So people need to know what that is. We're going to start there. So again, uh, starting February 4th, 10 a.m., Old State Saloon and Eagle. Bring your unsaved friends to a Bible study in a bar. They might want to just come just for the novelty of it, but I guarantee they're going to hear biblical truth. Okay, before we proceed, I want to thank our sponsors, and that includes Picture Perfect Window Cleaning. They do both business and residential window cleaning. They also do more. They do gutter cleaning pressure washing, and screen repair. And you can save yourself some money if you tell them you heard about them on the Keep the Republic show. You're going to get $50 off any window cleaning job over $250 or 10% off your total bill, whichever is greater. Just tell them you heard about them on the Keep the Republic show to get your savings. Learn more by going to windowcleaningboise.com. That's windowcleaningboise.com. You also need to know about Conservatives of a sponsor of this show since the beginning. Conservatives of is a political action committee with the mission to help constitutionally-minded conservative Christians get elected to office. We have constitutionally-minded Christian conservatives in office today because of the help of conservatives of. Now, they work by donations, and the primary election is coming up in May. And I'll tell you, the battle for conservative values in Idaho is already heating up. People who call themselves conservative Republicans but vote like liberal Democrats are out in force. They are smearing true conservative Christian candidates. Really, they're fabricating defamatory lies about these people. So if you want to help candidates and causes that align with constitutional Christian principles, you can make a donation of any size to conservatives of to help conservative Christian candidates. Just go to conservativesof.com to do that. And when you do that, be sure to tell them thank you for being a sponsor of the Keep the Republic show. I should point out, by the way, that Conservatives of also hosts prayer on the third floor of the Capitol on Thursday mornings. 
You can meet up with other Christians to pray for your state and our legislators at 1030 in the morning, each Thursday morning at the Capitol Rotunda at 700 Jefferson Street in downtown Boise. Now, speaking of the Capitol, the 2024 legislative session has been underway for a few weeks now, and things are already getting interesting. One of the interesting things is what's called the library bill. That's, that's the common term for it. Uh, this is a bill that would remove what amounts to pornography from kids getting easy access to it. Now, I got to tell you, I find it unfathomable that we have librarians in this state who are actually arguing in favor of letting kids have free open access to, like what I said, a pornography. This is why we're talking about graphic images of kids in bed with each other, same sex, uh, doing things that I can't even talk about on the radio. But here we have librarians saying that kids should have open access to this material. Now this, I have to tell you, this is the third year that our representatives have been trying to do something about this. A couple of years ago, 2022, Representative Guyane de Mordant, she sponsored a bill to prevent schools and libraries from letting minors have access to harmful materials. It passed the House, but the Senate State Affairs Committee chairman at the time, Patty Ann Lodge, she just, as she often did, she just stuffed it in a drawer and wouldn't even let her committee vote on it. Last year, a new representative, Jaron Crane of Canyon County, he brought a new version, a rewrite, House Bill 139, it was given that number, but it was rejected by the House Education Committee. Turns out that the education chairwoman in the House, Julie Yamamoto, was uh, found to be emailing some other folks about the bill, and those emails got leaked, and the allegedly conservative <coughs> Yamamoto was promising librarians that the House bill, Bill 139, was, was never going to get past her committee. Well, she was right. And this alleged conservative failed the parents, in my opinion, and the children of Idaho. So Jared Crane last year wrote up a new bill, became House Bill 314, took it to the State Affairs Committee instead of the Education Committee, and it passed. It was approved by the House. It was approved by the Senate. And then the governor vetoed it. <laughs> You know, it's almost like we've got some legislators and a governor who don't want to protect our children from harmful material. So why did the governor veto the bill? He thought that a $2,500 fine for supplying harmful material to minors was excessive. So that was his reason for the veto. This year, and by the way, it almost got overridden. It missed by one vote. So this year, Jared Crane modified the bill the new bill number is Bill House Bill 384. This bill restricted access to harmful, essentially pornographic material. And the fine was reduced from 2,500 to just 250. That bill passed committee last week. It was sent to the House floor with a due pass recommendation, meaning, hey, hey, House of Representatives, the committee reviewed this bill. We like it. We think you should pass it. The bill also had approval from the Speaker of the House. It also had approval from Chuck Winder, the Senate President Pro Tem, who had put his name on the bill. But before the House had a chance to vote on House Bill 384, Representative Crane pulled the bill. Curious move. 
And I wanted to find out more about this. So to discuss this, I have connected with somebody who has not been on the show before, but she's really popular in northern Idaho. Summer Bushnell of the Bushnell Report. Welcome to Keep the Republic. Thank you for inviting me on. Yes, I don't understand why Crane pulled House Bill 384. I did some research actually just today, and there is a Senate bill. I believe it's Senate Bill 1237, and it's just talking about libraries in public schools and that the material should be reviewed by a committee and that it should apply to what they're learning in school, which I think is a great step, and I don't understand why we don't already have that in Idaho code pertaining to schools, mm. perhaps universities. I'm very in favor of the lower fine, and I had also read that the fine would not be assessed on the employee. It would be assessed against that particular library or library network. Which makes sense. But my question is, why would he pull it? Okay, so what you're saying is the Senate had a bill that was written for libraries in schools, but not public libraries. Right. So then if he knew that, why did he pull it? Because I'm not sure. To me, those aren't conflicting. So I'm hoping that perhaps there's another bill that's pending that just hasn't been given a number yet that they're working on. I'm not really happy that he did that. There must be some reason that he can't explain. He seems like a decent you know, person and politician, but it's just odd that that happened. There must be going something going on behind the scenes, somewhat nefarious when you have some of the leadership in Boise involved. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're not going to get an argument from me on that. Um, I, I'm, but I'm asking, why are we doing this over the course of three years? This should have been done as a slam dunk. So I don't understand what the problem is. So they, he pulls the bill, and I'm going to just give a shout out to all of our listeners and say, hey, you are the government. You are the sovereigns in this country. Contact your legislators. Go to the Idaho State Legislator website. Find out who your House representatives are. Find out who your senators are. Contact them and say, hey, please get this bill passed. Make sure it's sturdy and it's not just watered down. Yes, and I think there's another reason why it's not getting passed as quickly. A lot of people are in denial. A lot of people see that as a very subjective subject. Oh, that wouldn't be in my local library. It might be in yours, but it's not in mine. And so I always encourage people, go down and see what can you check out that's in the, you know, not just the teen section, but like the 12 and younger, the kids section. What are they promoting on like the ends of the aisles? You'd be no, surprised if you physically go in. There's some stuff where I'm like, gosh, you know, that should be, that'd be okay for an adult, but I don't think I want someone under 12 reading about that. They're not ready for that yet. Exactly. Exactly. I sat in on a, uh, a webinar put on last year by some librarian out of Utah, and the seminar was for librarians in Idaho. And I was uh, able to find a way to sit in on that and listen and it was very interesting to hear him talk about how uh, he knew that 75 or better, 75 percent or better of librarians lean left. They're indoctrinating our kids. They're desensitizing our kids. That's why I think it's so important for our people to contact their legislators. 
Yes. And I think too, you have people at least up where I am in Kootenai County. Oh, I moved here. I'm good now. I don't need to worry about anything. Well, if you like things the way they are when you're a newer person here, you need to help work to keep it this way. Yeah. You need to be, you know, and it depends on your life situation and what your work schedule is like, but you need to email people and try to educate yourself on your local and state level politics. We're speaking with Summer Bushnell from the Bushnell Report. You're out of Northern Idaho. Now, tell me a little bit about the Bushnell Report. What motivated you to start that? And what's been your mission as you've been working on this? Honestly, it started in 2020. I had been involved with my local Republican Central Committee for a while before that. And I've been addicted to Facebook for years. So I thought, why not use that addiction for good? And with everything that went on in 2020, I just started posting pictures of the protests we did. We didn't lock down. People didn't want to comply. And it just kind of grew from there. And I really focus on local and state level politics. I try not to follow federal stuff because it's too stressful. It is. makes me mad and I can't do anything about it. But if you want me to talk to someone in my county or talk to my state legislatures, I'm friends or I'm friendly with almost all of them. Excellent. And I think that's more important. I can't be friends with Russ Fulcher, but, you know, like I can email my county commissioner and they know if they don't answer, eventually they'll get another email. Hey, can you get around to answering me, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And I really want to focus on Idaho issues because if we don't turn Idaho uh, back around, I mean, the, the people on the left have realized that they can gain ground by calling themselves Republicans. And we need the solid conservatives to step up and be solid conservatives. Well, and I think, too, you have quite a few people that say they're Republican. But if you read the Idaho Republican platform and then look at how certain people talk on certain subjects, especially there's a very contentious group of them up here in Kootenai County, Bonner County area, they don't actually agree with the Republican Party platform. But I just figure I'm one of those nerds that actually reads the party platform. I know a lot of people don't. But to <laughs> me, it's important that it reflect, you know, the majority of my values. I only disagree with the Republican Party on like maybe one or two parts of their platform. Yeah, ditto. I happen to be a fellow nerd. I've read the platform. And to all of our fellow nerds out there, it is not hard to find. Just go online and type up Idaho Republican Party platform, and you can find it. It's fairly easy to do. And read through it, because I think you'll be amazed at what you agree with. And maybe, like like Summer says, there's some things that she disagrees with, and there's some things that I disagree with. But by and large, 95 98% of it, I agree with. And I think if someone's going to run as a Republican and take state Republican Party money to help them in their candidacy, then they ought to support the Republican Party platform. These people who are crying out to say, hey, you know, I don't need to, you know, be a Republican that much. It's like, well, then you don't need that much of our money. Exactly. I would say another thing, if a listener has time, is to go to meetings. Like for the longest time, our library trustees up here, like maybe two people go to the meetings. And then a bunch of us decide to get involved and try to slowly turn the ship. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We'll max out the room. We'll have 30 people listening and someone's recording and they record, but sometimes we record too. And 
just doing that can affect the behavior of elected officials. And it's really important if you're able to do that with your schedule. We are talking with Summer Bushnell with the Bushnell Report from Northern Idaho. And uh, I wanted to also tell you about one of more of our sponsors, which is Stone Crossing. If you are planning an event, an anniversary, a wedding, company party, any event you want people to remember, book your event with Stone Crossing. Just go to stonecrossing.com. Stone Crossing is a beautiful estate bordering Eagle and Boise just off Idaho 55. It's a gorgeous venue. It's been artistically renovated. It's got beautiful stone walls, cathedral ceilings, marble floors, antique wood. The atmosphere is elegant and the views are breathtaking. Their staff is attentive and they're going to take care of all of your needs. I have been to several events at Stone Crossing and I have been impressed every time. Visit stonecrossing.com to schedule your event or to schedule a private tour where they're going to answer all your questions so that your event happens just the way you want. Naturally, you want to tell them you heard about them on the Keep the Republic show, but definitely check them out. Go to stonecrossing.com. We are talking with Summer Bushnell with the Bushnell Report out of Northern Idaho and what's been going on at the State House. Uh, Summer, I have uh, mixed concerns about what's going on with this uh, big push against the conservative Christians in our state. The people who call themselves Republicans call themselves conservatives, and yet they lie and they smear conservatives and they call us the extremists. What are your thoughts on that? I think they're just trying to label people. I think there's a trend to dehumanize anyone that you don't agree with. And I just look at them and I go, well, I've been labeled a lot of things. <laughs> I'm not one to shy away from controversy, but I just think, gosh, if you actually got to know me, you know, are they truly that way? Have they shown you with their words and behavior over time that they're that way? Or are you just labeling someone because you don't like their opinion? I think that's really what it is. Because most folks are not going to do the research. I came across some data here this past year. Only, what, 40-something, uh, 41% of the people who read a headline read past the headline. 58% of people will read the headline, form their decision, and move on. That's scary. It is, at least up where we are. We've really worked hard. There's a couple of us in this area that have worked hard on alternative media and educating people. We have a local paper called the Coeur d'Alene Press, and me and other people online jokingly call it the Communist Press. Hmm. And we've woken up a lot of older readers to the fact that it's more of an opinion paper than actual facts. And I think that's the first step to really educating yourself on you know, just because the paper says something or the headline says something doesn't mean it's factually correct. True that. True that. True that. Well, Summer Bushnell, if someone wanted to find out about what you're writing about and track you, how can people get a hold of you? I am on Facebook. I am on most social media platforms, or you can look at my webpage at thebushnellreport.com. Thebushnellreport.com. Yep. Excellent. And you said Facebook and other social media platforms as well. Yep. Summer Bushnell, thank you so much for joining me here on Keep the Republic. We'll talk with you again soon. Thank you. All right. Well, you've been tuned in to Keep the Republic here on KBXL. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to catch you next week at the same time. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic, sponsored by the Political Action Committee, Conservatives of picture-perfect window cleaning, 
and Stone Crossing Event Center. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.